Hey, what is going on, guys? DK back at you with another video here to break down the nine game NBA DFS slate on Thursday. If you're the first time watching, and a cover content for daily fantasy sports and for prop sites uh, like PriceFix Underdog and Parlay Play. Guys, if you're looking for more content, uh, you can check out my Patreon link down below, whether it be for DFS or for player prop stuff. And as always, make sure to give me a follow on Twitter, giving uh, away some free picks over there, too. Um, okay, so let's, uh, let's recap the last couple days for me, and then we can get into the video. So, a couple days ago, uh again i've been running really bad recently i've had like four or five injuries now in the last week um i just missed the cash a couple days ago uh and i had an injured anthony edwards who was smashing there in the second half so that was very frustrating felt like i had the correct read on that slate i went heavy on the heat uh played the two rockets spend ups and shingun van fleet and then i had a low own anthony edwards so uh that one was very 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 frustrating so i would have had a huge night if anthony edwards would have stayed healthy and then last night, uh, Jaden Ivey, four quick ones, massive foul trouble plus blowout. It was a blowout slate for sure. Uh, but once we got that late Philadelphia news, I wanted to go heavy on the 76ers. So went to Maxi, Paul Reed, and DeAnthony Melton. They were all solid. I spe- uh, Melton was the best of the group there, though. And then uh, definitely made a mistake here playing Tari Eason over David Roddy. Once we got the news that David Roddy was starting, he was going to be under own. I should have went that direction, so... Uh, I made a mistake there. Had I gone Roddy over Easton, I would have had a big night too. So, uh, yeah, it's been one of those one of those weeks recently for me where I'm just catching every bad break. A lot of injuries. And then last night, I feel like I made a mistake. So, uh, that's the recap. Hope you guys had a solid night. And, uh, yeah, let's talk about the slate. First, so let's go over uh, the odds for these games. And what you guys are looking at right now is the Odds Jam Sportsbook screen. Basically, screen where uh, if you wanted to bet on the game it would give you the best odds which book offers the best odds it also gives you the the average odds of all the books as well uh, they have a ton of different tools too they have fantasy optimizers for uh sites like prize picks and parlay play and underdog they have you know plus ev uh betting pages as well so if you guys are interested in odds jam uh, you can use the code dkdfs for 25 percent off your first month or you can use the link down below highly recommend it if you are serious into making money sports gambling but Let's go over it. So Portland, Cleveland, pretty ugly one here. Average odds, uh, about 218. Uh, the Cavs, about 12-point favorites. Hornets and Nets, 225 over under. The Nets, about 8-point favorites here. Uh, a lot of blowout risk uh, in, in this slate as well. Uh, Pistons and Knicks, uh, Pistons, my Pistons are awful. 218, uh, about over under. And the Knicks, are about 13.5-point favorites. Pacers and Heat, uh, this one's a higher one. Uh, about 239 over under, 2-point spread. Lakers and Thunder, about 233 over under. Thunder, about 5.5-point favorites. Jazz and T-Wolves, uh, 222 over under. The T-Wolves, about 10.5-point favorites with Anthony Edwards not expected to play. Bucks and Bulls, about a 228 over under. Uh, the Bucks are 8-point favorites on the road. And uh, Hawks, Spurs, uh, 245 over under. Uh, the Hawks, about 7-point favorites. And Clippers, Warriors, 228 over under. Warriors are about 5.5-point favorites. Okay, so let's get into it. We'll start off with Portland, Cleveland. So the Portland side, the positive with the Blazers are in competitive games. You know, they're going to play their main guys a ton. It's just a matter of, you know, can the game stay competitive? I think if you look at the main guys, Brogdon would be my preferred option. Played 36 minutes last game, 34 before that. Uh, you know, he's been, honestly, he's played really well for, for the Blazers. Uh, and he's a guy with a relatively high floor plus ceiling because he's not the ball in his hands a ton. Uh, you know, he's averaging, what, a little over six assists a game on the season. But since he's moved in the starting lineup, uh, those numbers have gone up. So I do like Brogdon. I think he's my preferred spend-up of these Blazers. But uh, if you want to make the argument for Jeremy Grant, if you want to make the argument for DeAndre Ayton, 
at 7K, if you want to make the argument for Shaden Sharp at 6.8K, like I'm not going to say no. Okay, these guys, like I said, in competitive games, they're all playing big minutes. Scoot Henderson's been coming off the bench and playing, you know, low to mid-20s minutes. He's viable in tournaments, but again, we know the low floor that he, he does have. I'm not going to tell anyone else. I'm not going to message by Walker at the price point. Kamara, Thibel, no thank you. So it's really just the, the main guys plus a little bit of Anderson Scoot. I'm talking about Cleveland. So you got Donovan Mitchell at 9.3K. He is the guy with the highest ceiling on his team. We saw that last game where he went for 70 fancy points, and it's a good spot. So, uh, yeah, Mitchell and Mobley, they both went crazy last late. I think they're both going to pick up ownership here in a good matchup. Uh, other options, Darius Garland played 38 minutes last game. Uh, we know, uh, again, he has a pretty high floor with the peripheral stats. Jared Allen uh, only played 30 minutes last game. I'm not sure if that was a little bit of foul trouble or what, but uh, previous to that, we have seen some big minute uh, games for Jared Allen, so I think he's kind of reasonable in the mid-range. And then you got Max Reese at 6.6. That feels priced about right. Not going to mess with Levert or anyone else, though. Uh, so let's talk about Charlotte and Brooklyn. Charlotte, again, this is a bad team. Uh, we got no Lamella Ball, no Nick Richards, and Brandon Miller is questionable. Uh, so if Brandon Miller is out, they could do a few different things. They could shift P.J. Washington in the starting lineup, start a bit of a bigger lineup. Uh, they could throw someone like Mallet on in there, Bryce McGowns. So we'll see. But... As far as the top end guys go, Bridges and Rogier, these are the two that should run the offense. Um, again, last game was a massive blowout, but in competitive games, we know the Hornets have been giving their starters big minutes. So Rogier and Bridges, I like the ceiling on both. However, again, the price points have come up on both of them. Mark Williams, 6.7, he's been up and down, uh, but a guy that has shown flash that ceiling. So I do like his upside in GPPs. Gordon Hayward, 6.4, kind of indifferent on him. Uh, I think he would look a little bit better if there's no Brandon Miller. Feel a little bit better about his minutes. P.J. Washington's been playing the backup five. Um, and if there's no Brandon Miller, too, I think he would get a slight minutes bump. I don't really know if I mess with the value plays. I mean, Ish Smith, he's going to run some backup point. Maladon will be in the rotation. But, yeah, I just I don't know if I can stomach that. So talking about Brooklyn, you do have Cam Thomas probable. Now, Cam Thomas has been out for about a month now, so... I assume he's going to be on some sort of a limit, but that, that is one more body in the rotation here for Brooklyn. As far as the top end guys go, I think Dinwiddie's my preferred option here. He's just playing huge minutes right now, averaging close to 40 minutes a game over the last four games, and he has the ball in his hands a ton, and it's getting a lot of shots up, and this is a good matchup. So, yeah, Cam Thomas is back. He might lose a couple minutes, but I still think you're going to see mid-30s minutes from Dinwiddie. Mikel Bridges, 8.2, also should see big minutes. So the two main guys from the Nets in a good spot I, I like. I prefer Dinwiddie, I think, but it is close. And then Nick Claxton, you know, his minutes have been a little bit up and down, but uh, 32 and 37 minutes in two of the last three games. We know he's over a fancy point per minute guy, and this is a dream spot. So um, I do like Claxton a good amount as well. Cam Johnson, minutes have kind of been all over the place. Like in comp some competitive games, he's playing like high 30s minutes. Like last game wasn't foul trouble or anything. Only put 27 minutes. So weird the rotation here, Cam Johnson, but. Uh, he is a guy that has shown that 40-plus hands point upside as well. No thank you on Lonnie Walker. Guys like Royce O'Neal and Doran Finney-Smith should lose run with Camp Thomas back in. That's just one more body in the rotation. Got a couple outlier games for Royce O'Neal. I'll let the uh, Fish chase those. Not confident that's going to continue. Uh, so I think that's probably... You also have DSJ. Questionable fees back. Uh, that's one more body in the rotation. Let's talk about Detroit and New York. So Detroit got killed last night. They're probably going to get killed again tonight. Uh, if you think the game stays competitive, you can take shots and guys like Cade and Duran. But again, I have very little confidence this game can stay competitive. Sword Thompson feels a little bit overpriced. Ivy's price is up. Again, he got a massive foul trouble last game. Fouled out even in 19 minutes. Um, 
You know, most of the time he's going to play low 30s minutes. And after he was massive chalk last night, probably no one's going to click him tonight. So you already know you're going to get the Ivy Troll game tonight, and he's going to come out and smash. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the Pistons are running pretty deep rotation right now. So let's talk about the Knicks. The Knicks, if you, if you think the Pistons can keep it competitive, I mean, I like Randall and Brunson a good amount. Uh, Randall just went for 60 fans points last game. Brunson had a quiet game, but before that, you know, Brunson has flashed some big games as well. So like the spot here a lot for the Knicks, Randall and Brunson especially. RJ Barrett at 6 take kind of indifferent on him. Again, if he's making his shots, we know this guy does have a ceiling. Mitchell Robinson, I think he blocked like six shots. Yeah, six blocks, two steals last game. Uh, 5.4K reasonable price point for him. And then off the bench, I do have a little bit of interesting manual quickly just because he's going to chuck. I mean, he shot 20 times last game. So that's always a positive of quickly is he's when he's out there, he's going to be shooting. Our Indiana and Miami. So on the Indiana side, you got Tyrese Halliburton, 10.8K. Still a bit interested in him. Uh, still a guy that I think can pay off his salary. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the floor and ceiling he provides is, again, he has a massive ceiling. We've seen it recently. Uh, Miles Turner, 7.4K. The minutes have been a little bit frustrating. You know, he's follow prone, but still a guy with an upside. Uh, Jalen Smith is out. Also, Isaiah Jackson's questionable. So if Isaiah Jackson's out, it'll be interesting to see what they do with the backup five. Do they try to go small and go like Obi Toppin as the backup five? Or do they try to pull, go to the rookie, uh, Oscar? I, can't, I, don't, I don't know how to pronounce his name yet. I think he's played for UConn, I want to say. Um, but uh, he could be dusted off and maybe played as the backup five. Uh, but as far as the wings go, I mean, you had Aaron Naismith return. So uh, Obi Toppin lost minutes. Probably can't get to either of those guys. We know the minutes on Mathurin have been all over the place. Buddy Heald's minutes ticked down a little bit. Um, again, just because his team is now getting close to fully healthy. Bruce Brown's one guy that you, sh- you should, you know, feel pretty good about his minutes uh, of the wings. He you normally plays 30 plus minutes, but feels priced right. So not much else here for the Pacers. Talk about the Heat. For the Heat, Bam probable, Duncan probable, Jimmy and Highsmith questionable. The Jimmy Butler and Highsmith news is huge because if they're both out, the, the, the Heat are once again giving my favorite team target on the slate. Bam will be the clear go-to guy. Played 42 minutes last game. Um... You know, Duncan Robinson will play big minutes. He played 31 minutes last game. I mean, Hawkins will play big minutes on the bench. He played 33. Lowry would be one of the main guys in offense. He had a huge game last game. Josh Richardson will play big minutes. He played 37 minutes last game. Caleb Martin would see good run off the bench. He still played mid-20s. Kevin Love started and saw solid minutes. He played 26 minutes. You saw a little bit of Jamal Cain even at 3.5K. He played 10, 11 minutes, so... There'd be a lot to like here from the Heat. If, if there's no Jimmy Butler and there's no Hayward Highsmith, basically everyone in this rotation I would have interest in. Uh, if Jimmy Butler and Highsmith are in, then it's a little bit of a different story. I still think Jimmy would be a solid option, 8-3. Uh, like you could still consider guys like Hawkes and Duncan and Lowry, but they would just not look as good. Atlanta and San Antonio. So Atlanta, we know Jalen Johnson is out. Uh, but other than that, they're looking to be fully healthy. Trey Young, Josh Murray in a super high total game. I like both guards. Um, I like the ceiling more on Trey Young. But Jante at 8.2K uh, is uh, maybe easier to, to get in your lineup. It is a revenge game, too, if you guys are into that. Jante's been quiet recently, but uh, we know he still can go for you know big games playing alongside Trey Young. Uh, Bogdanovich, Hunter, and Bay, these guys all see, have been seeing a little bit more run without Jalen Johnson. 30-plus minutes now, the last couple games for Bogdanovich. DeAndre Hunter, um, again, dealt with foul trouble last game, but before that, he played 40 minutes. Sadiq Bay dealt with foul trouble two games ago. Last game, he played 32 in a blowout. So these wings all look better, obviously, without Jalen Johnson. And then Capella and Okongu, they're splitting the center position again. They're kind of they're going to go with the hot hand between the two, so both are fine. 
I think factoring in salary would give the edge to Capella since he's starting and they're close enough in salary. Let's talk about the Spurs. So the Spurs, we got Wembayama, questionable. Could be his first first game, I believe, that he would miss if he does not play. And Jeremy Sohan is probable. Now, if Wembayama is out, they could do a lot of different things. They could shift Trey Jones in the starting lineup and go like Trey Jones, Vassell, Kellen, Sohan, Collins. Or they could shift a guy like Penny in the starting lineup. Um, you know, we've seen Branham get starts of it. They could do a lot of different things here if there is no Wembayama. Now, Wembayama himself, hold on, I feel a sneeze coming. Maybe not. Oh. I hate that feeling when you feel a sneeze coming and then doesn't doesn't come out. Ugh. All right, but um, yeah, Wembayama. So, I mean, look at this. I mean, he went for 60 fantasy points in 25 minutes last game. 60. Wild. Uh, so the ceiling is clearly there in Wambayama um, if if he does play. So I would have interest in him uh, if he plays. If he misses, though, it kind of makes everyone look better. Eldon Johnson, 7K, should see mid-30s minutes. Devin Vassell would look better. Uh, he would get more shots up. Dak Collins would look a little better. His rebounding numbers would probably go up if Wambayama's off the court. Jeremy Sohan would look better. Everyone on the Spurs team would look a lot better if there's no Wambayama. Trey Jones would probably play a little bit more. Again, like Brainham, Champagne would probably play a little bit more. So uh, we'll keep an eye on the news for Wembayama for sure. Uh, but let's talk about the Lakers and the Thunder. So Lakers, you had the massive game from D'Lo last game. I would say I was a bit of an outlier. But um, AD and LeBron have Anderson both. Again, I prefer Anthony Davis to LeBron James. LeBron James has been relatively popular recently. I don't really know why he has been. There's been a lot of good spend-ups. And like LeBron's a guy that the, the field's been playing a lot. Uh, does it hasn't really made a ton of sense to me. So uh, for these two, again, I give the edge to Anthony Davis over LeBron. D'Lo, we know that the massive game he just had, but again, price points not amazing on him. Definitely an outlier game. Reeves now feels a little bit overpriced with Cam Reddish back. Reddish, Prince, no thank you. Max Christie's too expensive. So uh, outside of LeBron and AD, not much interest here. Talking about the Thunder, SGA 10.5K. Going to play big minutes. No issue paying the salary for him. Like the matchup, too, against the LA Lakers. Chet uh, has a ceiling. Obviously, we've seen it a lot recently. We've seen a couple of big games from Chet. So I like his upside in tournaments. Uh, but he is, you know, somewhat foul prone. Will most likely be an Anthony Davis. I'll pass and Giddy right now. The minutes are not there. Jalen Williams, first game back, played 34 minutes. So no limit on him. Uh, reasonable price point. Uh, we know he's going to chuck when he's out there. So I do have some interest in Jalen Williams at a sub-6K price point. Lou Dort's been really bad. 4.5K. His minutes have also ticked way down. Um, don't really know if I get to anyone else. I mean, you probably see mid-20s minutes for Isaiah Joe, so I may be a little bit interested in him in tournaments. Ken Williams is 3.7K. His minutes have ticked down, though. You'll probably see some Jalen Williams plays backup five, but he most likely will only play decent minutes if Chet gets in foul trouble. Our right, last few games here, we got Milwaukee and Chicago. So Milwaukee, no Jay Crowder, no Pat Connaughton. Giannis at 11.2, like his upside. Uh, Damian Lillard, 9.1K. Again, the minutes have ticked up recently for these Buck starters. I do slightly prefer Giannis to Dame if I was picking between the two. Brooke Lopez has played extremely well of late. His minutes have been solid of low 30s. Chris Milton, first game uh, back from that uh, small from the injury, we missed one game. Up at 23 minutes, reasonable play there in the mid-range. Bobby Portis, 5.6, should see mid-20s minutes, always playable in tournaments. Malik Beasley's minutes have also touched way up 36 and 38 minutes over the last couple of games. Now, if he's struggling with a shot, though, they have, like, they could easily bench him, so... Don't really know if I want to pay premium there from Malik Beasley. 
Uh, with Crowder and Couch now, you probably see some Beauchamp, but don't know if it's necessary to go to him. Now for the Bulls, well, Ray DeRozan and Levine both questionable. Alex Russo is questionable too, so they could be very shorthanded here. We'll see. If they're all out, then obviously it's going to be Kobe White. It's going to be Nikola Vucevic running the offense. Both will look like great plays. And then we would have to consider a lot of the value plays. You know, guys like Pat Williams, Nayo Desumu, and Torrey Craig, and Javon Carter would all look really good. I'd probably try to get to at least one of those guys. You might see some more drumming minutes, too. Like, they could even have to play drumming alongside Vooch if all those guys are out. Um, and obviously, that would be increase the chance of a blowout if all those guys are out as well. If they're all in, there's not much here. I think Levine, DeRozan, and Vooch are all playable. Uh, this bowl seems really bad, and I have still have very little confidence they can even keep it competitive with a healthy team. Utah and Minnesota. So Utah got destroyed last night against the awful Memphis Grizzlies. Now they go on the road in Minnesota. Still no lawyer marketing. Jordan Clarkson is the guy with the highest ceiling. Is not shot well recently, but uh, again, I still like his upside in tournaments. John Collins' minutes have just not been amazing. Um, I think we see around 30 minutes from him. My boy Keontae George has played pretty well in the starting lineup, but feels priced about right. Hessler and my boy Yurt Seven are splitting center minutes. It just, I have this Utah rotation, man. They're just running too deep of a rotation where it's kind of hard for me to prioritize anyone on the Minnesota side. So, no McDaniels still, and Anthony Edwards is doubtful. So, now the question is well, who starts for Anthony Edwards? Well, we're going to get Carl Anthony Towns. We're going to get Gobert, we're going to get Conley, and we're going to get we're going to get my boy NAW in the starting lineup. As far as the fifth starter goes, they could do a couple of different things. They could shift slow-mo in the starting lineup. They could shift Troy Brown. They could even start Shake Milton. They have a lot of different directions that they could go. But either way, this Minnesota team, shorthanded, looks good in a great matchup. Start with Carlton Towns with Anthony Edwards, doubtful. I think he's one of my favorite spin-ups on the board. Again, love the spot for him. He'll be the number one option now. So I do like how to get him out. Rudy Gobert, 7.4K, should see low to mid-30s minutes. He had a huge game last game. Uh, I think he's reasonable, but I would prefer a cap. Mike Conley, 6.4. He played 37 minutes last game. His minutes have ticked up. I think he looks solid. And a W, 4.9K, should see you know 25 to 30 minutes, reasonable play. Um, Nas Reed might even play a little bit more. We know he's a good point-per-minute guy. Slow-mo and Troy Brown should play more. I think I prefer slow-mo, better point-per-minute guy, but I think Troy Brown is a candidate that could possibly start. Uh, Shake Milton probably sees a little bit more runs. So we think through the rotation, right? You're going to see, with Anthony Edwards, not expected to play. Cat 1, Gobert 2, Conley 3, NAW 4, Nas Reed 5, slow-mo 6, Bourbon 7, Shake Milton 8. That's 8. You're probably going to see one of these young guys get dusted off and played a little bit. Maybe a Leonard Miller, maybe a Minot. Um, but yeah, let's talk about uh, the Clippers and the Warriors for the Clippers. Don't know Mason Palmie, Norman Powell also out. Don't think he'll be available, though, for this game. So uh, we'll see what that does. You might see some Bones Highland in the rotation with Norman Powell um, not expected to play. Main guys, Paul George, Kawhi, James Harden, all solid options. The tricky part is, again, trying to figure out who it's going to be. It's been Paul George a lot recently. Two games ago, it was Kawhi, and even last game, I guess. And then last game, especially, it was James Harden had a big game. So um, that's that's the tricky part. It's like trying to figure out which one's going to be, like, um, so all three of those main guys are in play. Westbrook 7.7 is just too pricey for me. No, thank you on him. Avicii Zubach is 5.5. Five. Uh, minutes have ticked up for him recently, 32, 30 minutes over the last couple games. Uh, we know he's about a fancy point per minute guy. So I do have some interest in Zubach. Daniel Tice will back up Zubach. I'm uh, most likely to play whatever he does not play, but 17 minutes last game. Terrence Mann, 4.8, should see 30-ish minutes, reasonable value. With Norman Powell probably out, I think you do see a little bit of bone tile in the rotation. Um, so... He could be, he's a viable tournament play, in my opinion. Uh, let's finish up with the Warriors. Warriors, we got no Chris Paul, but again, the Warriors just, they just run such a deep rotation, too. Uh, Steph Curry uh, at the top, obviously always in play for tournaments. 
gone for 50 plus now in the last two games. Draymond Green, 6.5K, played 33 minutes last game, but feels priced right. Clay Thompson, 6.4, played 36 minutes. That was good to see. Um, Bible and GPPs. We saw a big game from Wiggins finally as well. So, uh, you know, Gold State did play their guys a little bit more, the, their main guys, at least Wiggins and Clay. It'll be interesting to see if that trend continues. Looney, 5.5, kind of just indifferent on him, but he played 29 minutes. Dario Sarge has played extremely well off the bench, uh, but price point's not amazing on him. Uh, Pojemski should play a little bit more without Chris Paul, but the price point's already up on him. You'll see Kaminga in the rotation. You'll see Moses Moody in the rotation. With Gary Payton now, I think you even see some Kojo. Like, Steve Kerr never really condenses the rotation. If they're missing a couple guys, he's just going to dust off a couple guys in the end of the bench. All right, guys, so that'll wrap up the video. As always, if you do enjoy, make sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. I'll see you guys all in the next video.